Hello and uh, welcome to anyone who's actually managing to watch this. It was a very last-minute decision to go live, but I was a little bit bored and I'm sitting at an EV charger in the middle of a tropical cyclone or a tropical storm or former tropical storm stash cyclone. I'm not entirely sure what it's called. But uh, look, if you do manage to make it online, uh, do uh, jump on the comments and say hello. Uh, I can see those comments. Uh, there you go. Tushel's uh, first off the rank. Uh, yeah, look, this was, as I said, very unplanned. And just a bit of a case of uh, I'm sitting at the charger board and I figured we could talk about uh, electric vehicles, or particularly, I guess, in this case, the BYD Auto 3, though. This is a function that uh, has uh, is available for vehicles now, too. Uh, and things like VTL adapters and what you can do with them and uh, what makes them so cool. Um, so I guess just a bit of a broader update first. Um, the uh, long-term BYD that people have seen us testing for a while, uh, we have this week signed the papers to buy that car. So we are officially part of the BYD family, not just uh, tourists, I guess would be the term. Uh, and part of that is uh, I pushed very hard and managed to run in last minute and get the VTL adapter for this car. Now, that is a pretty cool feature, of course, that uh, that I think is on the list for some people who have bought the BYD Yellow 3 and other cars, the uh, the MGZS and uh, the uh, Hyundai uh, Ioniq 5, Kia EV6. They all have versions of this technology. But I think for some people, it is high on the list. And for someone like myself, it was an important thing to get because of where I live. Um, uh, again, people who've watched the VR videos will know that we live uh, a little bit out of Auckland uh, in the coastal uh, sediment of Mangafai, which is beautiful and wonderful, but it loses power all the time. It, you get a stiff breeze and the place loses power, uh, particularly where we are down in the village. Somehow we're tied to a bit more of a more of a rural loop cable than, uh, than other people are in the area. Um, and so a V2L adapter for us was something that was really appealing and seeing the cyclone coming. We ran down and got it, uh, and uh, literally about half an hour after we got back from collecting it in Auckland, the power went out. And it's been out now for going on four hours. Now, I did get a call just a few minutes ago that it's come back on temporarily, um, but uh, I suspect over the next two days we're going to see a lot of not having power uh, up where we are due to the storm. Um, and I know that not having power is a minor gripe considering what some people are going through, but, uh, you know, it, it can be a, an important thing to some people. Um, uh, in our case, I sleep with a medical device, which needs power, so uh, losing power is a, does, means I don't sleep particularly well. Uh, and we have a toddler who likes to eat warm food and have baths and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a bit of an important one. Uh, who, of those people who are watching, uh, who put the VTL adapter as kind of a key part or a component in their decision process about buying an EV, um, it would be uh, interesting to see uh, if any of you guys have uh, a take on that and whether that was an important part of your process. So uh, we have actually been running the car off it for, a f uh, sorry, the house off the car for a few hours already. Well, when I say the house, uh, I mean uh, the uh, parts of the house. So oh, I'm, I'm using the, the Addo steering wheel as a tripod at the moment. I'll show you where we are charging. We've just hit 60 and dropped down to 57.9 kilowatts. We were getting a good solid um, 88 uh, on there, 88, 89. Um, so, yeah, so we uh, we got the setup running uh, with the 
as people know, the adapter comes with two ports on it. Uh, and we had one of those ports going to our, our water pump. Um, so cable went from there out the window into the pump box, uh, plugged the pump into there. And then another, we had another cable that's gone down the hall to a, uh, another plug board where we're running um, a, a, a appliances relatively one at a time. There's some overlapping uh, at the other end of the house. They're all grouped at the far end of the house from where the garage is. Uh, and it's been pretty successful so far with a, maybe one, you know, a couple of little minor things. Um, we just, we always have had the Wi-Fi plugged in. So we have our, it's running our Wi-Fi and our fiber really successfully. And, you know, while we've got internet data, it's a bit slow out there and having that internet connection is fantastic. Um, you know, it's really stormy. We need the iPad and YouTube kids to keep the toddler, uh, uh, toddler's attention. Uh, we uh, have been able to run the microwave to defrost things. We've been running the air fryer. We cooked uh, food on the air fryer. Um, we have a charging station set up, charging all our uh, our phones and iPads and uh, devices. And then I, I got a bit I got a bit bold, and we're running the uh, sixty inch plasma and big amp and speakers and Apple TV on it. So uh, our uh, last of our session tonight is going to be on the big screen rather than a laptop. Um, if you haven't started watching that show yet, I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. I'm yet to see an electric vehicle in it, though, which is probably a bit of a downside, but uh, but that is a very cool show. So the, the one issue we've had so far is the pump, and I was sort of expecting this. So, you know, the inverter comes with a 2400 limit. I think the pump's about 1500 watts, but I do believe it has a, a peak load, and I think it's a little, you know, uh, look, I'm not an electrician, and people understand that, that uh, you know, big motors like that, they can have peaks. There's various frequencies there. Well, it runs fine, but it doesn't. But if you run it with anything else on the system on the board, it'll it'll just drop out. And it doesn't do anything bad. It just basically turns itself off, um, indicates uh, uh, to check the charging, and uh, unplug it, plug it back in, and it runs again. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, um, that's ticking over nicely. And look. If we have to, I think we could run for a fairly long amount of time on those items. Um, you just got to be selective and careful about what you're using. You know, we've got the key stuff there, water and warm food. And beyond that, it's uh, it's all uh, bonuses past that. Um, it reminds me, I visited Japan once and went to what they call a Mitsubishi Energy Station, which uh, when they had the, uh, the Tohoku earthquake um, uh, north of, you know, northeast of Tokyo, uh, about 2012, 2013, uh, Mitsubishi made the decision then to put inverters in all the electrified vehicles. So if you buy a used import Outlander, there's there's pretty much always an inverter in it, and the same with later IMEs as well. If they actually had a mini apartment built into the dealership where you could sit there and work out what you could run on the 1500 watts that the uh, 110 volt 1500 watts that the car would put out. Um, so you had a basically a switchboard there, and you can turn things on and off, and had a rice maker and a jug and a TV and all those kind of things. Uh, and it was surprising what you could run off the vehicle. And that's what I'm finding now is it's quite amazing what you can do with what is a relatively low amount of energy uh, available. Um, so, uh, yeah, interesting uh, times trying that. I'd be interested to know in the comments if anyone else is, uh, has got their VT uh, vehicle load adapter out during this period and given it a go. If it's helped you, if it's ever helped you before, uh in any of these situations um and uh yeah the um it's it's just been magic so far and i'm denied about driving down to get it and i'm so glad i drove down and got it uh, just before i go i'm just going to quick look at the um uh at the comments 
Um, right. Here we go. Uh, Lance says, I use a pure sine wave inverter to power my freezer when power goes out. Now, I was going to, tr I'm going to try to charge, sorry, to power the fridge tonight. I mean, I've got two fridges, I'm going to be very linked to one and try and power it when we sleep tonight. So if, you, if, if Lance or someone else there can let me know if that's going to be okay, uh, please tell me now. Uh, Tushel says, V2L was an important consideration for me. The V2L adapter build quality from BYD is top notch. Tested briefly to trickle charge the battery on my diesel SUV, considering it doesn't get used much. Uh, he says, if you have access to other EVs, e.g. Ionic 5 or EV6, do you think the BYD V2L adapter will work with those cars too? Are these adapters generic in design or vehicle specific? My suspicion is is that the ones that are made for the Chinese cars, so the the BYDs, the MGs, some of the stuff you know through that are going to work together. I would be surprised if the Kia and Hyundai ones worked with the other vehicles, though. But that's just me guessing there. Um, uh, Gregory says, "Hi, Richard. Had my windscreen replaced and now unable to get cars." Car cameras reprogrammed in Victoria, Australia. Unfortunately, BYD unable to repair. No cruise control. I don't know what to say to that one, Gregory. We have a fantastic BYD service in New Zealand, and I would just say keep asking and jump on so social media and approach BYD Australia direct, um, or even jump on you know LinkedIn, Facebook, and the senior management at BYD uh, Australia. You know for the, the issues that we had over there have been quite willing to talk to people through social media channels um so uh i won't name any names here but they're not hard to find uh jump on linkedin jump on jump on their public facebook profiles uh not their private ones don't be don't be that guy and uh reach out to them and see what uh, they can assist with uh james um haven't had uh much to worry about in cumu suburbs but will use it if i need it it's timely to get it posted out later this week uh and uh, Robert, is it okay to connect an extension cord to the adapter? Uh, maybe someone who's an electrical engineer in the comments may give a better answer. I am. I'm running two electric, uh, sorry, extension cables off it. I don't think we're talking about anything particularly high load here. So I guess if it's something you'd be willing to plug into a wall anyway with a uh, with a uh, extension cord, I think you're going to be fine. But again, uh, that's only my opinion, not anyone else's. Um, so yeah, now what am I doing sitting in a car on a stormy night? Well, while we've lost power in Mungify, uh, just 10 minutes up the road in Kaiwaka, uh, we actually have access to these fantastic uh, charge net, 350 kilowatt charging units. Uh, and I'd arrived, I'd been in Auckland today, so I was a little bit low on charge. We were we'd plugged in since we got home uh, into our seven kilowatt EV power unit. Um, can hear the uh, the cooling system for the battery is running pretty pretty tough at the moment, or pretty high at the moment. Uh, wow, the the wind is uh, really up. <laughs> um, and so we were a little bit low. And look, we were probably at peak using about one kilowatt hour, um, and we had about thirty percent left on the battery. So we could have, we would have had even at maximum usage a good 10 to 15 hours before we'd even need to worry uh but i figured this weather's only gonna get worse in the next couple of days uh this facility is here uh we had the time i figured i'd shoot out here and quickly charge up the car and um 
and, and get a, a, a tank of battery on. And this is this is something I think is just mind blowing to me about the abilities of electric vehicles is that you know if 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 you're at home at a normal place and you you run your power goes out you're kind of stuffed. Whereas in the case of an electric vehicle with V2L or when you get V2H or other technologies coming through in the future, I've literally been able to, to, it's like having a petrol car and being able to drive up the road with a jerry can and fill up a jerry can full of petrol. Well, I'm able to go up, up the road and fill up a battery full of electric, electricity or a bucket full of electricity that I can then take home and deploy to where it's needed. And I think that's such a fantastic technology that you know in this world where we're seeing more issues with you know more storms more things with climate change uh popping up that just really adds to your vehicle's resilience uh it reminded me of, of a couple of years back we had a tsunami warning up here in uh uh Mangafai, Warburton, new zealand full stop uh and we had a kona ev on loan at the time and we had a petrol car as well and our first choice was to jump in the kona um, and it was quite deliberate because what we were able to do, we didn't have a full battery at the time, but it has a fairly large battery, 64 kilowatts, was we drove straight inland. We could have stayed closer to Mungafai, but we drove straight inland, topped up the car, and then we continued to another safe spot. Uh, and we were able to sit there. It was a hot day. We had a, I think it was a six-month-old baby. We had access to air conditioning and power to charge our phones and everything without running the car. Um, yeah, it's... I just think, you know, there's some people would think, oh, well, you know, you can't go and run around uh, and uh, just get gas anywhere in an emergency. Well, what am I doing right now? <laughs> you know, it's 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 not that hard. Um, and, you know, there's charges from where we live, relatively short distances in multiple directions. And usually in one of those directions, it's going to be safe or there's going to be access to energy. So uh, I, I think that that is... Uh, a really cool feature of EVs. I think if you've got an EV, you should think of where your nearest location is that you can top up should an emergency occur. And of course, if you are hearing that an emergency is coming, don't do what I did and drive uh, 200 odd kilometers and use half your battery. Make sure you are well topped up and so forth before it comes because you could use that energy for days or you could need that mileage should you need to get out somewhere. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's... It's such a cool technology, and I'm super impressed. Uh, I will be putting out a proper video, hopefully, in the next couple of days, if we can find the time amongst uh, keeping things moving at home uh, on what we've done there with this. Um, feel free to ask more questions uh, on the comments. And, uh, yeah, we'll um, work out and learn, I guess, about this V2L adapter uh, together. I, I did read the instructions that came with it. They are good, but pretty limited. Uh, yeah, so now I can go back to the comments again. Um, so, here we go, um, two seconds. Tushul says, not recommended as per the manual that comes with the adapter. Well, in my case, I'm going for it, Tushul. I'm breaking the rules. Um, James says, one device at a time. Um, CJ says, I'm in Gisborne, V2L adapter on standby. Hoping it won't happen. I still have watermarks on my walls from Cyclone Bolo. Oh no, Ebola. Oh, sorry to hear that, buddy. Uh, Margaret says, we were just talking about Bola last night. That was a beast. Yeah, I'm not sure we're necessarily seeing Bola come through this time, but certainly uh, it's um, 
it's strong. For those, I had a friend who kept on messaging, going, "Ah, there's no rain and wind down in Auckland yet." Well, when we got back, when we came back through from Auckland, there was little bits of tree all over the road. And about 20 minutes after we came through, two giant macrocarpas came down on the road between Mungafai and Wellsford. So um, uh, the wind is something serious. The rain is there's a lot of it, but it's not. It's more wind driven than really that heavy yet. But uh, yeah, that's um, uh, certainly a factor that hopefully will stay where it is. I think we're in a fairly good drainage patch where we are, so we won't get into too much trouble. But uh, yeah, it's, it could be an interesting couple of days. Um, where are we? Uh, Andrew Petra says the V2L adapters will have different resistors to enable V2L manufacturers will make them different so they aren't universal, but you may find it could work on another car. Yeah, to, to be honest, I wouldn't go and run around trying them out. Um, I think if you got one with a car, you've got one. Uh, there are universal ones out there, but again, I would question what the relevance are to your warranty. Uh, they, um, yeah, probably stick with what you've got. I, I know it's uh, been hard for some people. It's been taking a while to get them shipped out, but I, there were a lot of adapters to go out. And as everyone knows, the uh, courier system is... Um, uh, pretty chaotic at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, CJ says, aren't there seven kilowatt home charges that are now bi-directional and are able to convert your old vehicle to V to H and also charge your car? Uh, so uh, my understanding is that is only for Chidemo at this point, CJ. Um, the you know that you're talking about is the um, uh, the Warbox Quasar. Uh, very cool technology, but I'm not sure if they've finally sorted out the V to home V to H capabilities on the um, the Char and CCS2 standard. I may be wrong on that. Uh, someone may want to correct me or answer this in the comments after I go, but that is my understanding. Right, so we are up to 82% here. Um, still going at uh, just short of 60 kilowatt hours, which from back in my MG ZS days, still love the ZS, but they the first generation was not the greatest charging vehicle. <laughs> so the uh, the BYD still kind of blows my mind at how well it charges. So look, uh, any last questions? We'll, we'll wrap up here. Um, everyone, please do stay safe. Uh, if you have got a V2L adapter, um, have it ready to go and maybe set up just in case you do lose power overnight uh, and uh, charge your car, even if you don't normally charge this time of week. Uh, if you, you know, plan it around certain other hours, just plug that car in now and make sure you've got lots of battery on board that should stuff go wrong, you need to move out, you need to uh, help someone, um, or you just need to be able to run V2L. If you don't have your V2L, one important key thing to remember is you there is a uh, really uh, solid USB-C port in the Addo 3. They, uh, the USB-C port in the front, I think maybe the USB-C port in the back, put out about 65 watts. So if you've got a USB-C laptop or a large USB-C battery pack, just turn the car on and fill them up now. Um, again, that's energy that you might find really handy later. Um, and again, another handy feature. Uh, and you know, let's uh, not forget that uh, there are other cars on the internet that do that. And I think every car has a USB port, port now. Uh, of course, most car, most petrol, well, petrol cars, you can't really turn it on and leave it in the car all night charging devices uh, without doing something to the car as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, so look, thank you everyone for joining me. A bit of a last minute stream, bit of a rant, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to a bit more of a video and more content 
on the V2L adapter really soon on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to pop out a uh, couple of videos next two days because everyone's going to be sitting around not doing a lot. I have some ones that have been waiting to go out. We've got um, a video on the Mercedes-Benz EQV, pretty cool vehicle. A little kind of comparison test, but a video uh, lineballing the spec between the new MGZS and the old MGZS. Uh, and uh, the um, uh, then we've also got a first drive of the BMW i7. The magazine went out on Friday. Uh, go read up that i7 story. That is a really crazy vehicle. I know you'll all be going, oh, $300,000, but it is, that is a, an epically cool vehicle. Uh, we also have um, a road trip in the new ZSTV um, and a whole pile of other great content in there. Uh, Trisha says, using the app now, Richard. Yes, I use it all the time. Because at the moment, for a reason I won't explain, we've only got one key, and uh, I'm terrible at losing it. My wife's not as bad as me at losing it, but she does do that too. So I am using the app a lot. Uh, they have made some tweaks. So the issue that I raised where if you the car was unlocked and you started, it could be driven away. That has been resolved um, uh, on apparently my comments. Um, it's still Yes, Trisha, the app is still in beta. Um, so apparently China saw my video and they noted my comments in regards to the security issue with that and they fixed it. So that is awesome. Uh, they really are polishing it. I'm noticing it's getting a little bit slicker and, and uh, you know, I think they've got a few little things to dial in, but I'm sure it's coming soon and you'll like it. Look, it's not the Tesla app. It doesn't go quite as far, um, but it does a lot and it does what you need so uh yeah that'll be out there soon i'm sure warren will tell you before it comes trisha as well um he's uh yeah i think he's pretty excited to get out there but i like all these things i want to get them right okay i am gonna go we are uh just approaching 90 percent um oh, you lost your keys recently too did you use the card the card is still pretty good i like the card i discovered that um uh, my wife's wetsuit has a pocket for a card uh, in the back. So she can go surfing. She loves to surf. She can go surfing, take the card, and uh, put on your wetsuit and not have to leave anything on the beach. So, uh, um, uh, Rukshan, I don't know. Uh, interestingly, I've been running around with my Apple Watch lately, and there's no Apple Watch app for it yet either. Um, but that's not to say they won't do one. Um, that's something that would really interest me. I'd love to see an Apple Watch app. Um, uh, add on to the app um but uh not yet so yeah uh right anyway i'll we'll see everyone later i'm gonna go home and cook some dinner uh literally in an air fryer powered by the uh 803 thanks guys